Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Just got a bit of spare time uh, at lunch here, so just going to jump on Instagram live and answer any questions uh, that people have, so we'll get stuck into those. Just waiting for people to join now. Probably only go for 10 or 15 minutes, see what gets tossed up. G'day guys, I uh, got about 15 minutes spare time over lunch, so if you've got any questions, send them through. Uh, we can talk some footy, whatever's going on. We've got a new show launching tomorrow night on Rugby League Guru uh, YouTube. Myself and Maddie just talking all random topics in Rugby League. Uh, we're starting tomorrow night asking who's the next best hooker after Cameron Smith ever. So really looking forward to that one. It will be YouTube exclusive. Uh, so go to Rugby League Guru on YouTube, subscribe there, and it will be there. Same game, multis ideas for PNG. I haven't done them yet, mate. I'm going to have to have a look at them. Uh, had a really good win on Lebanon the other day. Got them at 13 plus at $6 and I think I got a $17 same game multi so I was really happy with that but I haven't really done too well on the punt during this World Cup uh, I thought I, I was hoping I would have done better I've missed I missed a really good whack on Nathan Cleary if he would have scored a second try I think you remember he got denied two essentially if he would have scored a second try uh, that would have been a nice little morning for me but uh, you win some you lose some be good to win a few more though Bam welcome on a few blowouts in the World Cup thought it would be closer. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, I think round two was pretty evident there was going to be a few blowouts. We said this on the podcast last week. You could just tell by the matchups that round two wasn't going to be great. Uh, I haven't had a good look at round three to see all the matchups there, but I think it was pretty evident that round two was going to be a bit of a shit fight. Um, so hopefully round three can be a little bit better. By the time we get to finals, I think we'll see some really good footy. When you got nations like Jamaica and whatnot, it becomes very tough. Um, so yeah, I, I I wasn't overly shocked. Uh, as a whole, I thought this World Cup would still be closer than what it has been, to be fair. Uh, but obviously, it doesn't really matter until we get to finals. Uh, if Samoa, uh, Tonga, Fiji, all these nations can really turn it on come finals time, all of a sudden we do have a close World Cup. So does Mal pick both Martin and Nano in his best 17? I don't think so, mate. I think only one of them gets in. I think one of them will be on the bench. Uh, I, I've got a feeling he might go with Liam Martin, to be honest with you. Uh, I think that his slightly different body shape, I think it'll really come in handy for the Kangaroos. Uh, really good energy off the bench there, Liam Martin. I think that Angus Crichton will be on one edge. I think Cam Murray will be on the other side. Uh, so, yeah, Mal, I think he has to pick one of Nanai or uh, Martin. 
maybe Ruben Cotter as well. He could play that role as well, remember? So, yeah, interesting to see which way Mal does go there. I'm not really sure just yet. Chances of Dave Fafita to the Raiders. Yeah, I've heard these rumors. Uh, I'm not sure if it will go through or not. Um, it's an interesting one. I'm not sure if they are the best fit for Dave Fafita. But in saying that, if you get the right price tag, uh, good on the Canberra Raiders. But I wouldn't be paying overs for him. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. If you could pair him up with Jack White on that left edge, you've obviously got Hudson Young there, so you probably don't need him. You've got Whitehead on the right. Or you could just use him as a middle forward. Kempe's been talking about that for a long time. And uh, at first, I thought of, I sort of thought it was a bit rogue. But the more Kempe talks about it, the more I think about it. The more I don't mind it, to be honest with you. Just let him play through the middle and go nuts. Uh, thoughts on the Welsh winger Kyle Evans dominating Talakai. Yeah, he put a few good shots on him, didn't he? Had a really good game, uh, Kyle Evans. We we dropped a podcast this morning reviewing that game, uh, and he was the obvious standout from the Welsh team. I'm not sure where he's from, what his story is. I think he came from Rugby Union. They settled something, but a pretty good game. Scored a try, came up with a couple of big shots. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations to him. Good little knock there. I've seen a lot of negativity in regards to Ezra Mam's defense at the end of the year. How much do you think Kate Wall's defense due to that shoulder impacted this? Yeah, I think it did make it hard for him, mate. I was actually impressed throughout the year uh, with Ezra Mam's um, defense. I sort of thought he would really struggle. He wasn't perfect, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he was as bad as what people uh, carried on with. So, yeah, I think the negativity was a little bit over the top, and I personally think uh, that people sort of pointed the finger more at the young, inexperienced, smaller halfback. Instead of looking at the way that Kurt Capewell was defending, he missed a stack of ta- tackles this year. Obviously, carrying a shoulder injury as well, which doesn't help, and if you're carrying an injury, teams know about it, and they will target it, which every single team did against the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think a bit more uh, attention had to be put on uh, Kirk Hatewell personally. And we spoke about that on Bloke and a Bar towards the back end of the season. Uh, thoughts on the biff between Lebanon and Ireland? Would you think the Simbins were harsh? Uh, a little bit, but I also... I think those referees need to take control. They don't want the game to be played like that. Uh, so I understand where they're coming from. Uh, but I didn't think there was a heap in that one, to be honest with you. I don't think there was any punches thrown, just push and shove and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, the referees got to back their vibe that they're getting from that game. So I wasn't there. I wasn't out in the middle there like the referee was. So a bit hard to make that call sitting at home. Uh, but I was a bit surprised when they did get Simbin, no doubting that. Is there a world where Freddie runs with both Appie and White on the bench for New South Wales, or could that be a bit too light? Probably a bit too light, I think, mate. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Appie. He was obviously in the New South Wales side this year. Going to the West Tigers, respectfully to them, it'll be interesting to see if he does manage to work his way uh, into this New South Wales side again. It'll be interesting. Damien Cook as well. I mean, he wasn't picked in this Kangaroos side. No one batted an eyelid. So uh, is he an automatic in the Blues team? I still think he'll be first choice hooker next year. I think Freddie's a big Damien Cook fan. Uh, you've also got Reese Robson up there. He'll, he'll be pushing for a jersey too. So interesting times. Where is Tommy Teddy? Where is Tommy Turbo heading to? Uh, I'm not sure, mate. I think Turbo will stay at Manly, though. All these rumours about him leaving, I'm not really buying it myself. I think he will stay at Manly, and uh, I think that's probably the best outcome. If he goes anywhere, I'm really hoping that he ends up at the Dolphins. I think that would be a great, great um, outcome. Who has impressed you more out of Greece or Jamaica? Greece, mate. I've actually liked watching the Greece. I haven't won a game, uh, but seeing some of the guys, especially local guys from around South Sydney, you know, your Mamazellas, your Magulias's, uh, your Mugioses, these sort of guys. Um, you got the winger, I forget his name, from Cronulla, real, real young guy that just popped up there all of a sudden, scored the first ever try for Greece in a World Cup. So a heap of positive stories coming out there. I think um, Jackson from YKTR, he put up a video a couple of weeks ago about how Greece got to the World Cup. Pretty 
pretty incredible stuff. Worth going to have a watch there. So, yeah, Greece, they've impressed me the most out of those two. Who should sign? Billy Magulius. The guy has so much ability. Yeah, I agree. I love Billy. I was swinging about it for a long time that I hate that he's over there in the Super League. But the longer he's not in an NRL system, the more you've got to wonder if there's more to the Magulius story than what we see. We all see the natural talent, the amazing kicking game, the great offloads, the ball playing. Um, gets through a heap of work as well. But it makes me wonder if there's something in his personality, in his training. I don't know what it is, but it is so bizarre that a guy that we can all see is so talented just constantly doesn't get a gig and constantly gets overlooked. So I don't know. That That's just me talking off my head. Could be completely wrong. Uh, but I just find it strange that a guy that looks so good all the time doesn't have a gig. Based on the Suwali Su- hate because he didn't score against Greece, does that mean Munster is overrated because he didn't score against Scotland? Thank you, Bradley. I think that's the sort of mindset we have with Suwali, or some people have with Suwali, not everyone. Uh, look for negativities in this guy's game because he has been successful early and he's been highly touted. He's been highly touted because he's good. Um, that's the end of it. Guru, do you think people are underestimating the Wayne Bennett factor for the Dolphins? The man took the worst Queensland team ever to the Shield. I do, mate. I do think people are underestimating it a little bit. Um... I get a lot of people that say that to me. You're underestimating, Maine, you're underestimating Wayne, and maybe I am, but I constantly consider that, to be honest with you. That's where I think they're not going to be a complete tyre fire. I don't think they can play top eight footy next year. I think that's fair to say. Will they be... A lot of people saying they'll definitely be last. I'd probably lean towards them being around that mark. I think they'll be bottom four. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know how much Wayne can get out of this forward pack. But I said that about South Sydney a couple of years ago. was completely wrong. But this team is a lot older. So if Wayne manages to, well done to him. It'll be a huge test for him. Probably the biggest test of his career so far, I would say. So hopefully you're right, mate. I hope they do well. How do the Roosters fit Smith, Radley, Watson, and Turpin in their 17 next year? Yeah, it's an interesting one, mate. I think Radley will be 13. I think Cheese will be the starting nine. And then either Turpin or Watson on the bench, and I think one of them will come on to play some time at hooker. Uh, you could just use Watson Watson as like a 17. Trent Robinson is no stranger to carrying like an extra winger or something on his bench. So he might use Watson in that regard and just pop him up somewhere. I'm not quite sure, but I, I, I don't think that all four of those guys will be in the team every single week. I think Watson... Uh, I, I think Turpin's probably the guy on the outside, uh, but being a specialist nine might come in handy there. But if I had to pick between Watson and Turpin to come on for 30 minutes, which is what I'm anticipating that role to be, 30 minutes at hooker, when Cheese will need a spell, I would go with Connor Watson just because of his explosiveness. Uh, who's your New South Wales and Queensland wingers next year as of now? Um, who do, I'm trying to think. Queensland, they obviously debuted Murray Tuolungi. I think he's a chance to get back in there again next year. Corey Oates was fantastic this year as well. Um, yeah, Queensland's got a couple of options there. I'm not quite sure off the dome. Haven't thought about this, obviously. Origin wingers for next year. New South Wales, though, uh, you'd like to think Josh Adokara probably get back in there. Will Suwali'i be there? I don't know. You've obviously got Brian Tyo. He'll be the first pick. You've got Daniel Tupu, who didn't do anything wrong this year, in my opinion. So he's going to be hard to leave out. Does Fox walk straight back in like people are expecting, or does the time come for Suwali'i to maybe get a gig there? Um, you've obviously got Tom Travojevic. You've got to fit him back in this side somewhere. You assume that'll be at centre. Uh, a lot of moving pieces for the New South Wales side that we need to get through. And, uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure how it's going to look next year. I think your early season form will tell you a lot, though. 
Hey, Guru, should Katoa start for the Dolphins? Uh, mate, I'm the biggest Katoa fan out here. I've been talking about him for months on end, even before he signed with the Dolphins, when he was just playing for the Dolphins, if you, when he was playing for the Panthers in SG Ball. If you listen to our podcast, uh, we've been talking about him for quite some time. I wouldn't want to start with him. I think it's too much pressure on a 18-, 19-year-old to be the halfback of a brand-new franchise. I just think it's too much to ask. They've got Milford. They've got SOS. I'd be using those guys to start. I'd let Katoa find his way in reserve grade. He hasn't really played that much reserve grade footy. He played at the very back end of the season for Penrith. Did very well there as well, but I would be letting him have a few more reps because he's going to get really tested in first grade. I think defensively he's going to get targeted unbelievably. He played one game the other day against PNG. They scored the first try through him and really targeted him that game. So they should. He's a young guy coming into first grade. Um, it's so cutthroat that you've got to take advantage of any weaknesses you can see in a defensive line. So personally, I don't think he's ready to start in a new franchise. Uh, I be giving him a few weeks in reserve grade, a couple of months ideally, to be honest with you. In an ideal world, we probably don't see him till after Origin, but I'm not sure if the Dolphins are going to be going well enough to be that patient. So it's an interesting one to wait and see, but I hope he doesn't start too early, mate. Um, who do you think is worse at the moment, Manly or the Dragons? Uh, probably the Dragons, to be honest with you, mate. Manly's a shit fight, don't get me wrong. Uh, but if Turbo's fit, I think they'll be okay. Dragons are uh, just... Their best player just had his best season of his career and they still finished 10th or 11th. I'm not sure how much more upside there is in this team. They haven't really gained anyone. They've only lost players. I haven't gained any big names, so... Their coach is already on the chopping block. At least Manly, as much as I don't agree with the decision they've made to go with Seabold, or assuming they do go with that decision, at least they've made a decision. They know what their future looks like. The Dragons are fucking all over the place at the moment, mate. Put Turbo in a red V, though, and we're probably having a different conversation. Uh, how good is Jacob Kiraz? Yeah, love him, mate. Uh, I got him for, on him for first try the other day. That was my only bet that didn't come off. He scored the second try, bastard. Uh, but had him in our same-game multi. Love him at fullback. I think it's something that Canterbury should probably consider over the next few years. I'm a big, big fan of Kiraz. Who starts in the halves for the Knights in 2023? I'm hearing that Gamble, he will be the 5'8". Uh, there's rumours that I think it's Jake Clifford could be going over to England. you got Clune uh, there as well. Few options, your Crosslands, these sort of guys. I'm not exactly sure how they're going to line up. I will say this: I think the most underappreciated thing about Newcastle last year was how much they missed Jaden Braley throughout the year. So I think that if he is fit, ready to go round one, which it looks like he will be, I think whoever it is in the halves of Newcastle, that's going to be a really, really big boost for them. So fingers crossed they can put it together. But I'm not overly confident. I uh, was just listening on your podcast. Good stuff, Guru. Couldn't believe the value on Lebanon. Yeah, it was crazy, mate. I couldn't believe that. Um, I, I mentioned on the podcast a few times. Then when I saw the 13 plus at $6, I almost fell over. That was great. Uh, my biggest mistake was I didn't go big enough on it because it was easy money. Thoughts on the performance of France against England? Do they have a chance to beat Samoa? Yeah, France were probably better than what I anticipated. Uh, it's hard to get a read on this World Cup when you don't know all the players and whatnot from each and every nation, as I'm sure a lot of you guys are in the same position. Uh, but I do think they're a chance to beat Samoa. Uh, but I think you'd be a brave man to back France, brave man or woman to back uh, France to beat Samoa. I think Samoa will get it done, uh, and hopefully they can give this final series of the World Cup a big shake. Do the Sharks need a hard-nosed forward for next season? I don't think so, mate. Uh, you've got plenty of hard-nosed forwards. Dale Finucane, Cam McInnes, these sort of guys. Um, I don't think you need to make any changes to your forward pack, to be perfectly honest with you. I love the pack they've got. Signed Oregon Kafusi as well, who's going to be a really, really good get. Really underrated forward from the Parramatta Eels. Won't be a superstar or anything, but he'll come off the bench for the Sharks and he'll do a really solid job. Roycey Hunt's improving every single year as well. 
Thoughts on Shane Flanagan being assistant coach. Just dropped a podcast on this. It dropped at 12 o'clock. Actually, it's dropping in about five minutes. Uh, so my thoughts on that will be coming in that potty. Go and have a listen to it if you get an opportunity. I, I don't mind it. But once again, I start to wonder, Shane Flanagan, I really like him. He's a premiership winner. All these jobs pop up, and he seemingly isn't getting them. Uh, the Manly Seagulls decide to make Seabold the main guy over him. Uh, if he is joining the, dra- the Seagulls, the other thing you've got to consider is that he's on the books with the Dragons. Uh, they've let him go, and they've also come out and said that their head coach could get the sack within the first few weeks next season. So it makes me wonder, similar to the Billy Magulius, uh chat, if you heard us talking about that before, What's wrong with Shane Flanagan? Why aren't people going after him? It just seems a bit strange. If the Dragons know that they're potentially in the market for a new coach in six months' time, why are they letting a premiership-winning coach walk out the door? It just seems like an odd one to me. Can Tariva and Kiraz be an elite fullback in the NRL? And which clubs should sign them? I think both can be, mate. Taruva, I'm very, very high on. Kiraz has impressed me. I don't know if either of them could get to that elite category of like your Teddy and your Turbo, these sort of guys. Probably just a tier under that, but I think they can be very, very good. Taruva in particular, he probably needs to find a new club. He signed a two-year deal the other day, which... Uh, Surprised me a little bit, rattled me a little bit to see him sign and extend for that long. I'd like to see him go and test the market and see uh, which clubs are willing to pay big money for him. You've seen uh, what has happened to Dane Laurie. I I think he's on a pretty good wicket there at the West Tigers. Obviously, he's ended up at the Tigers. Hasn't been an ideal situation, but now they're starting to sign your Appies, your Isaiah Papalitis. So hopefully they can put together a good team and Dane Laurie can be successful. Hopefully, uh, we can see Taruva go to another club and be successful as well. More mediums, mate. Got a dirty merge and bloke tea, but no guru left for the set. No, mate, all sold out. Uh, I ordered enough of these teas at the... Well, I thought I ordered enough. You guys snapped them up very quickly, so I had to put in another order. We will have more teas to come um, over at the start of next season, some new designs and everything, so plenty more to come there. Uh, but sorry, mate. Now that we've got an idea of how many we actually need to order and how many we're going to sell and whatnot, uh, it does make it a little bit easier for us, so hopefully we'll have more for you next time. Sorry, mate. Appreciate your support, though. 
you had three weeks to prepare yourself for this, so I can't really help you. Uh, would Ruben Cotter still be the best option for hooker in the Indigenous All-Stars, or is he too good of a middle forward? Uh, without thinking about other options for the Indigenous side, they've got Josh Cook, but he doesn't have a contract for next year. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other hookers they could select. No one's really coming to mind for me off the dome. Uh, so, yeah, he probably is the best option at hooker, but as I said at the start of the season when I was talking him up heaps and everyone was sort of saying, uh, I don't know if he should be at hooker, I was saying he definitely should be at hooker. He's definitely a middle forward and I think he showed that this year. So, good to see. Uh, apart from the Panthers, who do you feel could possibly make it to the next year's grand final as of right now? I like the Roosters, mate. Uh, got on the um, the better thing the other day where you got to bet I think they're at $101 odds. Still there if you want to make an account and have a look at it. B-E-T-R. Uh, and I I seriously considered chucking it on the Roosters, but I ended up going with Penrith just to play it safe. Um, but yeah, I think the Roosters are a really good shot. I like the Sharkies too, mate. I think they'll do well. A South Premiership window still open? Yeah, I think so, mate. I thought it was going to close at the end of this year, uh, but I, I think it is still open. I think the coach has done really well with them. I think it is closing, though. You've got Cody Walker, Damien Cook, who are getting older. Uh, so I think it has to be in the next two or three years. They might be in a little bit of a rebuild. In saying that, you still have Latrell, you still have Cam Murray, Campbell Graham, young brigade of really, really talented guys. So, yeah, hard to tell. Who misses the top eight next year from the current top eight, in your opinion, Guru? History tells us, Tony, that uh, a team that sort of jumped up a little bit this year and potentially overachieved, uh, one of those will probably drop out. That's just what history tells us. That when I look at those teams, I would say the Cronulla Sharks, I'd say the Cowboys, and I'd probably say the Parramatta Eels, who took another step further. I reckon one of those teams could potentially drop out of the top eight. They've all got a squad that should make it. But I wouldn't be surprised if one of those teams do drop out. Outside of that, I think you'd have to probably look at the Canberra Raiders, but they've got a squad where they should be playing finals footy as well. So an interesting season coming up. Um, I, as I said, I, I don't think Parramatta, Cowboys, Sharks, I don't think any of those are going to eat shit next year. But history does tell us that one of them will drop out of the finals next year. So an interesting season to watch. Really keen to see how it all plays out. With cap space freed up for 2024 with Wade Graham moving on potentially, do Cronulla have a crack at Burton? Yeah, I think most most clubs should be having a crack at Burton. Jeez, if you could have Burton and uh, Nico Hines in your halves for Cronulla, that would be lethal. Big fan of Matty Burton. think he's got a lot to offer, and I think a lot of clubs should be looking at him. But yeah, the Sharkies are in an interesting spot. I thought in the 2022 preseason, so this time last year, that the Sharks would go okay in 2022, but they'd have to go out and find a halfback with money from Wade Graham and Andrew Fafita. How wrong I was. They found their halfback. He absolutely killed it. Uh, so now they need to try and fill other spots. Moisa also had a fantastic season, as did Blake Braley, as did Will Kennedy when he was fit too. So there's no real holes in this Cronulla Sharks team, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do. All right, guys, I'm going to scroll to the very bottom. I answer a couple of the more recent questions that I'm going to hit the road. Uh, do you think any of the bottom teams can do a Cowboys and surge to the top four next year? Probably not. I'm not sure if there's any of the bottom teams that are capable of doing that. Manly's probably the only one if Turbo plays just about every single game and he's in career best form, but I still reckon the best they could finish is third or fourth. Um, I also think you've got Roosters, Melbourne, these sort of teams that are normally top four sides that didn't make it last year that I think with a full squad and everything, I think they'll be in there again. So probably not, but 
I didn't see the Cowboys making the top four. I said the Sharks were the most likely to come from the bottom eight and make the top four, but I didn't think they would be able to do it. So could see it again next year. Des Hasler next year. I hope he's got a coaching gig somewhere, mate. It'll be a robbery if he doesn't. Rookies to look out for in 2023. Uh, my rookie to look out for is Josh Wong from the Sydney Roosters. I've had tickets on him for quite some time. I think he'll come off the bench for them for a lot of the year, and I think he's going to have a big, big career. Playing for Fiji at the moment on the right edge. Very talented guy. My other one, which I think he's become pretty popular now. He's got man of the match in the New South Wales Cup Grand Final. Uh, so I think everyone's well aware of Jermaine Hopgood now. I thought that would be my little one in my back pocket. Uh, that I could surprise everyone with next season. But after that performance, I think everyone's well and truly aware of him. Uh, but Jermaine Hopgood, I think he will come into that Parramatta side, and I think he'll be one of the best forwards uh, of season 2023. Chances of Robson returning to the Dragons, I wouldn't even consider it if I was Robson. I saw you taking Suali'i moving to left centre. I think you need... Uh, I need him and Toots on different sides for attacking crossfield kicks. Yeah, I hear this argument all the time that, oh, you, you know, you can't pick Brian Toto in origin because of the kick. No one fucking kicked at him the entire time. I understand that Suwali'i is a great kick target. I get it. But when you actually consider how many times these guys score tries off kicks in crucial moments and whatnot, I just think people put too much emphasis on kicking targets constantly. Can the Roosters win the Premiership without Matt Lodge? No, I do think they need a Matt Lodge. I think they need to find another front row without a doubt. Josh McCauley gets some better content. Thank you, Josh. Hope you're having a good day, mate. Sounds like it's a good one for you. Uh, 22. All right, guys, we're going for about 25 minutes or so. So I am going to hit the road. This will all be available on the uh, podcast a little bit later today. So you can catch all that content uh, later this afternoon. Cheers, guys. Talk to you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.